0: I'm so fucking tired of answering this question. Just do it. Just do it. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2XP, you may miss some content, but you also see f bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Work Wife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Work Lives, this is Vanessa from Houston, Texas, and I have a question. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. <laughs> I have a question. Do you have a question? I mean, listen, <laughs> we got a question from someone who like to remain anonymous. So I figured I'd just plug myself in here. I'm trying to follow the format. So this is me delivering an anonymous question to you. I think I'm going to read it. Rude. <laughs> here's, here's what she wrote How
1: would you decline an interview? I need help articulating my reasoning. Reasoning I'm just for gonna what? say, like, yeah. I'm just gonna say, if that was the entire question, and you're you need to decline an interview for some reason, you don't you don't need to articulate your reasoning.
0: No, you owe no one anything, and you don't have to justify shit Correct. to anyone. Like pretty much ever. Period. Yeah.
1: But she goes on to say, the reason why I'm declining is because of the assignments required
0: before the interview. I already have opinions. <laughs>
1: And then on top of that, I have to present them in front of a panel.
0: This is the thing that I was like, oh, this is how it goes when we read questions when we're recording. Yeah, this is exactly
1: how it goes. So she says it's a press release, a blog post, social media assets and a news article that she has to produce. She says this seems excessive for a specialist position, but I could understand for a manager or director, etc.
0: Okay, we need to correct the record on a few things.
1: Are you getting more out of corporate America? I, I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe.
0: Those words are ridiculous together.
1: Rating would be the stars. Review would be the words. Subscribe would be like hitting the button.
0: The follow button. The like whatever Apple's changed. It's now like a follow. I don't know. Oh, on Spotify it is follow still. This okay,
1: follow. Follow us on Spotify. What is it on Apple?
0: It's a plus in the top right plus corner. Plus us on Apple. I like, guess. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Google plus. <laughs> R.I.P. Good redheads. True. (laughs) (laughs) I think in past episodes, Holland, we've talked about that it's worth it for the employer to have a fairly long extensive interview process. They're about to make a, anywhere between 70 and $250,000 investment in you. And they should probably not make that decision on half an hour's worth of information. Right. percent. And that can benefit like that can benefit the employee too. Like if you're having a bad day and that's the worst half hour of your life. Ugh, okay. And that's what you're being judged on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Right.
1: Yeah. It has, it behooves you to have more opportunities to a get more information about the company and B Tell them more about you. Like it's it's both ways. Totally.
0: But like I don't know that we've ever really had the question presented this way. We're like, is it worth the prospective employees time and energy and like whatever for this job? And I don't think we've addressed it because I think it's fairly fucking obvious, to be honest with you. The more <laughs> the more we talked about this, Vanessa and I, the
1: more frustrated I think we got, to be very <laughs> honest with you. Definitely. And we kept looking back in our employment histories of all the varied like <laughs> forms that they've taken and the more clear it becomes that if you want a job you I'm so this sounds so stupid if you want a job you need to prove that you can fucking do it
0: yeah and you should do whatever it takes within the bounds of legality and morality right but like there you go do it and I, and I think this is especially true for execution roles like I will grant you that 90 maybe even 99 percent <laughs> of corporate America is bullshit middle management, okay? Which is literally just moving information from one side of the board to another. But even within that structure, there's a substantial amount of people that are execution roles. These people are doing the actual work. So if you're applying for doing the actual work type of job, you absolutely have to prove that you can do the actual work. There's no other way to prove that you can do it than by doing it. Yeah, and we have systems set up for things like a doctor, right? You would not want your doctor to complain about having to like perform a practice procedure (laughs) before he cuts open your chest and does heart surgery on you, right? Like you want him to go to eight years of residency. Turns out you want him to be supervised within an inch of his life. So, so it's either we have this option. We either have a massive extensive expensive certification program for every single execution role in the history of the universe, Mm -hmm. or you get to do a cute little two, three hour assessment. Which would you prefer? I know which one I'd prefer.
1: What you might be thinking now is, well, well, I've done this at my previous job and I've, I can show that.
0: Sure. But. There's some buts. There. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, just because you've done it for one company doesn't mean you can do it for mine. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what other team support went into you doing that.
1: And it's about more than just what ended up on the feed mm-hmm. or on the blog roll or on the LinkedIn newsletter thing. Mm-hmm. How did you work?
0: I think that how Holland is absolutely on point. This is how I hired graphic designers. I need to be able to have your working files to look at how you organize your shit. Are all your images linked properly? Are they in a folder that's useful? Are they kind of everywhere on your desktop? Are, like what is happening here? And because as a new employer, I should not be able to ask you for your working files from your old employer. That's called intellectual property, everybody. Right. Right. We could all get sued for that. <laughs> then I'm never going to have access to that. But I need to be able to see how you work. And the best way for me to do that is have you do a, a project. Explain how you're thinking. Show your work. Really, the process. Walk us through. Mm-hmm, totally. And like <laughs> my favorite part that irritated me so much about this question is the, is the presentation skills aspect. I'm like, I'm sorry. If you're, a sp- God, I'm going to get on a tangent here. <laughs> Especially if you are in social media, right? you are going to be presenting to the C-suite all the fucking time. Social media is one of those weird things. It's like kind of a, a bottom roll specialist position that anyone thinks they can do, but it has high impact, high visibility. It will absolutely make or break your entire company. Companies that have been around for a hundred years have been completely <laughs> shat upon because of some rogue social media manager, right? right so right. this job is, is like, oh my God, the 20 something social media manager, but also like it's very difficult and absolutely will tank your multi-billion dollar business if you if you put the wrong person in that position so your your ability to like make these things and present them to a panel is gonna be your whole job that that's what they're looking for so
1: you could have gotten really great numbers in your previous role or like your social feed looked super cool and fun but can you present
0: yeah if you did that in a hole in the back like the back corner of the design room that's not what i'm hiring you for yep Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.
1: Presenting your work, doing this assignment, completing this assessment, tests all those other subtle things mm-hmm. that they can't just see with your portfolio.
0: your turnaround time, whether or not you went out and bitched about it online, you better believe if you're if you're applying to a big enough company, the recruiter is in any group that exists online or you may have posted this. she's watching yeah, yeah like and she she knows what she asked for, and she knows the timeline, and she knows that you're in the middle of it so it was never just about you being able to execute the one thing. It's about the whole package. They're about to invest in you as a person and all the skills that come with that and all of your personality and all of, all of your work ethic and all of your organization and all of it. That's what they're hiring. If they just wanted somebody to execute, they would ship that job to the cheapest place possible and just execute.
1: So I I don't know how to address you exactly. Dear writer. Um, But I want we wanted to take this out a little bit. As we alluded to earlier, Vanessa and I have had multiple experiences with this,
0: even just in our own weird careers. Yeah, and like we've done, we've been in several different industries, so I feel like hmm, we're uniquely suited to speak about this. And the
1: TLDR, <laughs> dear writer, I hate this.
0: <laughs> this is so normal.
1: It's so normal. Like it's so, no one bats an eye. Here's, here's all the times I didn't bat an eye when I was asked to produce work for free. <laughs> Auditioning for college, auditioning for every orchestra I ever played in, auditioning for every fucking competition I ever won or set, placed second in. <laughs> no,
0: and all the ones I didn't place. I was like, a noted
1: that you <laughs> didn't place less than second. Is that, was that the flag? Subtle. No, that's not true.
0: But hey. Um, auditioning for every fitness instructor position I ever took. <laughs> so even from all of this that we've done, to engineers, Let's to not even teachers. talk about actual corporate America. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, like people do this all the time, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about like the people applying to social media managers. They seem particularly whiny, and I'm like, maybe that's just me, and that's because that's my industry. And like, I'm ha- especially irritated because like these are my people, and you should know better, right? Like, yeah.
1: but it happens in creative too. I think totally because mm-hmm. I come mm-hmm. from creative too. Yeah. I have no problem. I've done it before, holing up in a coffee shop for eight hours. And shipping some free shit. Yeah.
0: Why not? And, like, let me tell you, if you think a company is going to use your stuff that, like, is not quite on brand for something that makes the money, you're up shit creek without a paddle. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. They would never. They could never. Like, in order for that to get through, (laughs) listen, in order for that to get from the hiring manager who's evaluating it through all the fucking chains of approval and pass legal before it gets posted... And you're not even hired yet? Good fucking luck. That's insane. You know what I mean? Like, so They're not using it. It's a moot point. It's not, it's not a thing. Like all of these questions. I'm so fucking tired of answering this question. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to steal it from Nike, but like just get it done. You are applying for an execution role, not a thinking role, not a straight people management role. You have to prove to me that you can do this before I sink a whole bunch of fucking money into you. Because... How many times, how many times have you been on a team and somebody can't actually do the job? It's so frustrating because you're, you're now stopping everyone from working. My brother-in-law is a programmer. There are companies out there who staff programming for large companies who want to like, let's start, let's do an app. I want to develop an app. I want this app running tomorrow. They don't have the bandwidth to take from their actual team to do this. So go out to a staffing agency who specializes in this and they will say, hi, I need an app. I need it in 24 hours. They'll put 400 fucking programmers on that and make it happen. If there's someone in that batch of 400 that like hasn't proven that they can do it or lied about it or doesn't do it as organizedly as that team needs, that app's not going up in 24 hours and that whole business suffers. Mm -hmm. So I, I, so <laughs> she can't even like get it at, out. <laughs> I'm at a loss for words, which has not, not happened to me. Um, like if you're applying to any execution role and you get asked for an assignment, just do it. If that's not enough for you,
1: <laughs> we're going to take it out a little bit further and, and, and ask you to quantify this for yourself.
0: Yeah. And, and ask you, what is it worth to you? Like, what is your time worth to you? And for me, five hours of free work is well worth the risk of being unemployed for a year.
1: Yeah. This is your entire life on the line. Uh huh. Everything that is paid for by that salary that comes into your checking account every two weeks. Everything, 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 yeah. everything that you do, your entire life is paid for by that. And that means that you have to know what your life costs you.
0: You have to know those numbers hard. Like, I know exactly where every penny has, like, come from in my life and gone out of. And that wasn't always the way for me. Like, I I had to, like, break a lot of bad financial modeling from my parents. My sister and I both kind of, like, did a handshake deal on this. We're like, we have not been given the best <laughs> financial like personal finance modeling in our lives so we need to go seek education other places so to this day i listen to three finance podcasts every morning one on macroeconomics, how the global markets are doing one on how the u.s economy is doing and one on personal finance every every morning because i just need to have it in there yeah and the base the base level of personal finance is understand exactly where all your inputs and all your outputs are and, and I think maybe our problem with this generation, I sound like oh my God. a full old fucking lady, <laughs> is that like so much of your life has been subsidized. Right? Well, and, and me included. Yeah. I'm, Same. You know, like I'm, I'm sitting on
1: student loans. Mm-hmm. Someone else paid for my education. Mm-hmm. A lot of someone else's. And how nice for me, I guess, until all of a sudden I have to start paying for my life myself.
0: Well, and my parents paid for first year of college and then I didn't know what I wanted. And so I was like, I'm not gonna make you guys pay for this. And my parents were like, Okay, <laughs> noble but stupid. <laughs> or, or was it? Or was it? And so I've paid in cash for every single bit of my education, which is one of the major reasons I haven't finished it. Because like I can't, I can't look at these numbers and say, in in a given three month period, would I rather spend money on underwater basket weaving or go make twice that amount of money with the skills that I have? Right, with that same time that you would have spent on education. Right, right. So. I'm getting paid while I think about what I want to do with education. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. If that means I don't have a bachelor's degree, that's fine. That's the risk I'm willing to take right now.
1: So we took the liberty of <laughs> constructing maybe a sample of what your financial model might look like.
0: A little mini case study here.
1: Yeah. And bear with us. Yeah. Just use it as a starting point. <laughs> if it's true, great. If it's not, do your own numbers.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is, for me, this is akin to people running the numbers on Carrie Bradshaw in Central <laughs> City. Like, there's no way on God's screen or there she was a columnist making $900 <laughs> a month and spending that much money on Manila Blahnik's. Like, the answer's no, right? It's like... The, it's kind of like that. Yeah, it's exactly like that. <laughs> so we're going to peel back. We're going to peel this back a little bit. So
1: let's pretend you're living in New York.
0: Naturally. Who, who isn't? Yeah. Well, we aren't, but for a reason.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um... And we're assuming you're younger and we're assuming you
0: have, let's call it five roommates. Yeah. Like six people in a New York City apartment seems fine. And we happen to know that's about $3,000 a month <laughs> We've done, we've actually done this math yeah. for ourselves.
1: So what that feels like to you right now with your gorgeous five other roommates is $500 a month.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is, which is cheap and wonderful. It's cheap anywhere. But like reality is at some point over the next year. One or all of those five roommates could leave.
1: You're liable all of a sudden for $3,000 a month.
0: Yeah. And if you don't have $3,000 a month for six months in an emergency fund, your life is not sustainable.
1: That's right. So the reality is your life costs you bare minimum.
0: This is rent only. Rent Rent only. Mm -hmm. That's not being able to eat. That's not being able to have coffee. That's not being able to do laundry because your water bill is high. (laughs) Like that's not your electricity bill. That's literally just your rent.
1: Right. You take that. Three thousand dollars a month, multiply it by twelve months. That's thirty-six k a year,
0: just on rent again, right? Just rent. But if I take that thirty-six k and divide it by fifty-two weeks in a year, and divide by forty hours in a week, that's seventeen dollars an hour just for rent. That you need to be working. You need to be paid seventeen dollars an hour,
1: forty times over every single fucking week. Does that sound like there's a vacation in there? Brisa? <laughs> it does not.
0: <laughs> does not sound like Greece happened. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So so when we're looking at this, like okay. Just to pay your rent, your hourly rate needs to be at least $17 an hour, and you're going to take five hours of that to do this assessment. Okay, 17 times five is 86. $86 to get a job worth? Well, in New York, it's worth at least 100 right now. So like... Well, there you go. You're, you're telling me in this question, you're not willing to spend $86 to make... Anywhere from sixty to a hundred thousand dollars, you're not willing to. Let's put a finer point on it. You're not willing to spend eighty-six dollars to guarantee that you have a roof over your head and food on your plate. How privileged are we? I'm shrugging my shoulders like. This is why I get so irritated by this question. This question comes always from someone who doesn't understand their numbers and doesn't understand the value of their time and what a job is worth to them because their life is subsidized by everyone else. And and maybe I'm especially irritated by social media managers (laughs) because I'm because I'm in the same place I'm like I don't need people thinking that about me I know what my numbers are I know what my life costs and I'm really damn good at my job I just ran some quarterly numbers (laughs) this week and I was like (laughs) a four percent click-through rate bitch please I'm amazing (laughs) I know my jaw just dropped (laughs) I know I was like I looked at that and I was like I did the math like six ways from Sunday I was like is that is that right <laughs> <laughs> it's right the ad set next to it 5.4 I was like I'm crushing it I'm very good at my job and I'm also very good at personal finance because I had to be I know exactly what my time is worth and it's definitely worth a 5 to 10 to 20 to 30 hour interview process absolutely for that job I was a like I I'm done answering this question. Like, (laughs) ah, just do the damn thing or find a different industry. You could go flip burgers for $17 an hour too. Deep breaths. Back to happy Vanessa.
1: We're not, we're not through it yet.
0: (laughs) All right. So if that wasn't enough, might we remind you, this is the end of Q1. Q1 is when everyone gets hired. There may be some hiring for the rest of the year, but like it's pretty much over. Especially for someone who's not willing to jump through hoops. Oh, burn. Fuck fuck fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. We gotta end this episode before I completely destroy this poor person.
1: <laughs> all we're trying to say is take a look at the economy. We're in a down market. It, you... was a, it was a job seekers market. It has been all through the pandemic. And probably for most
0: of our lives, to be honest with mm, you.
1: It's easy to get used to that and easy to be like, well, I can demand work from home and I can de- be unlimited PTO.
0: You cannot, not unless you're super fucking good and you've proven that. And if you're not willing to do the assessment of the interview, mm, someone else is willing to do that. That's right. Cause they're hungry. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I also want to point out that like, while there may be some positive indicators, like let's say the unemployment rate is down, that's fine. But we need to look at the whole picture of the U S job market. Right. If the unemployment rate is down, that means of the total of the total workforce, there are not a whole bunch of people that are telling you they're unemployed. Right. However, there are people who are not employed, not actively looking for work and also part of the labor force that are uncounted. These are missing like missing people in this number Hmm. because they're not filing for unemployment. Right. Oh, yeah. It's like if you voluntarily quit and you can't file for unemployment, The government has no way to count you in this list. You're just another human out there.
1: They're only counting if you're on unemployment. Right. Exactly.
0: So like one of the numbers I love to look at is actually the unemployment rate versus the jobless rate, Mm. which would count total number of people who maybe had a job or counted as employed last year versus not employed this year rather than people who are filing for unemployment. Right. Right. And that's where I'm like, ooh, those numbers, if they have a big discrepancy several years ago, the discrepancy was 1.5 million people. Right. I don't know what it is now. God, I haven't looked at it now. That's a little scary. (laughs) I'm sure it's massive because there's so many people, especially during COVID, who just opted out of the workforce. Mm -hmm. This happened, especially to women who are just like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to quit my job and then go, you know, take care of the children, take care of the house, take care of the work because my husband's working. But I didn't file for unemployment because I quit my job. I wasn't fired. I wasn't laid off. Right. Right. The other bullet point I'll put in here is like, we all know the companies have been laying people off that yes. they and then they're not reopening those job wrecks because they're, they're still in a down economy. We're head to a recession are they're, they're not rehiring. You laid people off a bunch last year and now you're just not hiring them again. You're not trying to hire them. Yeah. Yep. So, so if you're in a situation where you have an interview and you just think there's too many hoops to jump through, I hate to break it to you, but like you better already have a job and you better be willing to keep it for the next year or two or three Because now is not the time to be precious about the pre-work someone's going to make you do in an interview. You are not declining this interview. You're going to take the interview. You're going to do the thing. You're going to turn it on time. The only reason that you could decline this is if someone in your family just died or you just died. Those are the only two things. Other than that, you need to get real serious about your life and you need a job. That's it. A
1: question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with Hey, Workwives.
0: There's a moment in the Hamilton mixtape. What's the Hamilton mixtape? Yeah, exactly. I forget what i <laughs> So, like, there's Hamilton and there's all the music, right? Yes. And, like, through that, Lynn Man- well, Miranda does, like, all of these, like, si- styles and samplings of, like, th- like famous rap styles, R&B styles, soul styles, right? And, like, kind of samples from everybody. Sure. In the mixtape actually uses those artists to, like, do uh uh-huh, real oh. renditions of the songs. like Like, modernized things. Like... He does like real rap, brings in the, all the artists he's been sampling and does like a real thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, that's very cool. If you've never heard it, it's so fucking cool. Like, so he's in the middle of this rap battle and it's, it's in, oh my God, so long. It's in Rope My Way Out where he's like, he's like, it's telling the story of Hamilton. Yeah, Kaiser totally. Right? But like Lin-Manuel Miranda himself jumps in in this like rap moment here and he's, he's talking about himself. He's like, I like. I got my first beating from the other kids when I was caught reading. Oh, you think you're smart? Like, oh. so he's telling his story. Like, he sees himself in Hamilton oh. in this, wrote my way out, right? And he says, My sister tapped my brain and said, You'll get him right back. He says, Overs- Oversensitive, defenseless. I made sense of it, my pencil. Like, he's just going. And this, oh, the rap is amazing in this. Huh. And at some point, there's somebody else's voice who comes in and says, Damn, you've got no chill. And he says, Fucking right, I'm relentless that's like us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's how I feel about this episode. Like, like the rule is be chill, right. but like we are not chill people. Like we're, we're relentless in this way that like, that like, I I wish we could, I wish we could play this without being sued by lin Miranda right. on, like on this episode. Cause like just that vibe of like, you can tell it's in this song, it's people criticizing, damn, you got zero chill. And he's like, yeah, I'm relentless. Yeah. Like you got it. Like, I'm going to live a life like no one else can because I do shit like no one else does it. Mic drop. Vanessa out.